it's time to get real about today's hiring landscape. The ability to find, attract, and hire great people has become more vital to a company's success than ever before. That's why we need talent makers who prioritize innovative, more diverse, equitable, and inclusive hiring practices that put people first. On the Greenhouse Talent Makers podcast, we're celebrating the work of leaders dedicated to cultivating incredible talent. Join me, Mika Gabreas, Senior Manager of Editorial Content at Greenhouse, as I sit down with talent makers who are changing the game in hiring. Today, I'm joined by two extraordinary leaders who are bringing intentional hiring to the restaurant industry. I'm chatting with Tacombe's VP of People, Jackie McGuire, and Director of Talent, Johanny Mateo. We'll explore how the restaurant industry currently approaches inclusive hiring and how innovative programs at Tacombe enable their employees to thrive. Please welcome Jackie McGuire and Johanny Mateo. I'm joined today by two leaders at a great and delicious organization that you may know, Tacombe, some of my favorite Mexican food. So before we dive into the conversation, why don't you both introduce yourselves with your pronouns, your current roles at Tacombe, and then just a little snippet of why you're passionate about DE&I hiring practices. Hi, Mika. First, thank you. It's so great to be here. I am Jackie McGuire, the VP of People at Tacombe and a former member of the Greenhouse team and a good friend of Mika. Again, thank you for having me here. My pronouns are she and her. And I am passionate about DE&I in hiring because to me, it's not just the right thing to do. It's also the smart thing to do. Very often, I think that people choose one side or the other to say, we need to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yes, that's true. Or we need to make the smart business decision. That's also true. To me, if something is the right thing to do and the smart thing to do, why would you do anything else? Yep. So that is why I am passionate about DE&I and hiring. And very true. Thank you, Jackie. Yes. And Johanny, why don't you introduce yourself with your pronoun and your current role at Tacombe and then why you're passionate about DE&I and hiring? Thank you so much for having me as well. I'm Johanny Mateo, Director of Talent. I work on Jackie's team and my pronouns are she and her as well. And I am super passionate about it because being a first-generation American, my parents are from both from the Dominican Republic, I feel responsible to pay it forward and, and do the same and provide others with the same opportunity that I have. It's about hard work, experience. It's not about what color you are, how old you are, what, you know, gender you identify with. So that's, that's why I'm passionate about it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And so obviously, y'all are both doing incredible things at Tacombe. But providing an incredible candidate experience or employee experience in the restaurant industry is interesting because the restaurant industry isn't usually known for their great people practices. And I'm not going to put anyone on blast, but I used to work in the restaurant industry in the Lower East Side in New York City. I've seen it all. I've been treated poorly. I've been undervalued and I've been underpaid. And I always thought, that's the biz, baby. And that's just how it is in the in that industry. And so I never really thought anything of it. And so I would love to hear your specific take. How do you think the restaurant industry is currently approaching inclusive hiring, whether it be good or bad? And either of you can go ahead and share. 
Yeah, I have to say, Mika, I had the same experience. Mm -hmm. Working in restaurants for many years, it is not an industry known for inclusion, and it is not an industry known for great people practices, but it's an amazing industry. It's one that I love so much and I'm so passionate about. And for a while, I kind of did what you did and said, this is not a great industry. It has all of these terrible practices. I'm going to move on. But then I've kind of made the turnaround in the last year and rejoining Tacombe to say, no, but it's an industry I love. It's an amazing industry. It's one that can be different. And I think that that is a personal experience I'm having, but I think it's also a shift that's happening in the industry overall. A lot of people are seeing the industry differently now and saying just because it has not been an inclusive industry, just because it is an industry that has not put people first, ironically, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it doesn't mean it has to be that way forever. And we can make changes in this industry as we evolve overall as a people, right? The industry can evolve as well. And I think that that's the stage that we're in as a hospitality, as a restaurant industry. Yeah, absolutely. Johani, do you have anything that you want to add to that, too, about the restaurant industry and their current approach to inclusive hiring? I personally feel that, especially being in New York and Miami, D.C., it happens organically. We we're, It's a melting pot. So I can't speak for Alabama or other, you know, yeah, places. Course. But I think that that part of it happens organically. I do think that people are more forward thinking and and trying to be inclusive. I've seen a lot of of organizations promote from within and encourage the people that are loyal to the brand and train them to take even cross over from restaurant to corporate. I love that uh, piece of it for organizations to be inclusive in that sense versus just externally hiring and not looking within to see oh, we have someone that is currently in one of our restaurants that is going to school for marketing or from an experience perspective. I I love that. Yeah, we do that. Absolutely true. And I I love hearing previously what you're going to share as well, all the things that Tacombe is kind of doing to change the game in hiring. And that's really what this podcast is all about. And, you know, it's about showcasing people who are not afraid to really break the mold and, you know, so that other people can follow suit. So I, I love hearing that. And, you know, it's something that we talked about briefly, but there's this culture in the restaurant industry of doing everything that you can to, you know, support your your patrons and keep your guests happy. But sometimes that's at the cost of the employees or the servers or the barbacks. And that's sad because being in the restaurant industry, they're really also equipped to treat people really well, creating that great experience for customers can also and should also be mirrored in the candidate or employee experience. So I love hearing what what the two of you are doing. And so obviously, as we discussed, Jackie, you used to head up talent acquisition at Greenhouse. So you may know a thing or two about structured hiring. I've heard of it. Oh, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) And so I would love to hear, what are your thoughts on structured hiring to help reduce bias in the hiring process? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to speak about still. What's been interesting is seeing how structured hiring can play out in different industries and in different ways. So at the core of it, structured hiring is being deliberate about your hiring practices and saying, what are the skills, what are the attributes, what are the competencies that are necessary to be successful in a job, and then hiring people who have those skills. What that means is you are not hiring someone because of 
your bias. When you look at them, you feel positively. When you look at them, you feel negatively for reasons that have nothing to do with their ability to do the job. So inherent in focusing on attributes, skills, competencies, you are reducing your bias because you're putting the focus in the right spot. What's been interesting is at Tacombe, we actually run three different and distinct hiring processes, one for our restaurants, so high-volume hourly employee hiring. The second for our planta, which is Vista Hermosa, is our CPG brand, where we operate a tortilla factory, making tortillas, totopos, burritos, delicious. <laughs> uh, different structure of hiring for the factory. And then the third being our corporate office. In my time at Greenhouse and in my other experiences using structured hiring within the tech industry, it was very focused in on the corporate hiring piece. Now we get to take the same principles of creating scorecards of attributes and competencies that are necessary for success in all of these different industries and in all of these different hiring processes and seeing how it plays out in those different structures. And it's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible that there's kind of like three different processes going on. So that's why you absolutely need <laughs> structured hiring. <laughs> you need structure. Yes, you yes. need structure in order to, you know, keep things going and, you know, to achieve hiring success. So we love to hear it. And obviously, when we talk about reducing bias, that really does start with alignment and specifically alignment between my favorite duo, the hiring manager and the recruiter. And so we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, but there's a lot of friction between these two groups occasionally. Can't live with them, can't live without them situation. So <laughs> if companies want hiring to be done really well and right, they can't just rely on the recruiter. And so leaders and hiring managers really need to be involved in that process, and that starts with them being bought in. And so I want to ask you, Johanny, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, what are some of the innovative ways that Tacombe has gained that hiring manager buy-in that is so hard to do? <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> yeah. I think it starts from the top, to be honest. If you don't have buy-in from the CEO or the executive team, it's just tough for everyone else to buy in. Our president is extremely passionate about structured hiring and about us choosing the best of the best. So it makes it a smoother transition when I am talking to hiring managers. I think also involving the hiring managers in the process, in the first kickoff, you know, this is what you're wanting. This is what success looks like. This is what attributes and skills it forces them to to really dive in and get involved. And when you explain the whys, I'm not going to hire someone because they like the Yankees like I do, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of people do still. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going to hire this individual because they have X, Y, and Z experience. And when you explain the whys, I think it changes their perspective on the structure piece of it. Also, I remember this one, we had something called Radio Tacombe where we had a little huddle every morning, a virtual one. And one of the Radio Tacombes I use for the hiring managers to talk about their positions and to encourage referrals within our corporate team. And they just 
took it to another level and like really got into it, selling their role to the team, doing fun things like that gives them ownership. And I thought that was really successful. Right after that radio to Combi, I had like nine referrals. Oh, so okay. it was it was really a yes. success. Come on, radio to Combi. That's <laughs> amazing because you're empowering people to be a part of the process and and get it right so that they're excited about it and they want to follow the structure and the processes that you've set in place. And then when they feel like they're bought in, they also feel valued and they feel like they're contributing and they're motivated to achieve the hiring goals. So I love hearing that. And it it feels like they're a part of the process rather than it being like a recruiter, like, hey, did you fill out your scorecard? And hey, did you do this? And hey, did you do that? They want to do these things. So yeah, I would just like to add that Johani won't say this directly. So I'll brag (laughs) For her. She does an amazing job of empowering our hiring managers through the why. Love that. By helping all of our hiring managers understand why they're speaking in Radio Tacombi and understand why they're following the scorecards, then they own it. Mm -hmm. And through that education, because Johani also does an amazing job with our learning and development and training as a company. She empowers the teams to own their process. Mm -hmm. And then that's being a great partner. And that's how you kind of get the buy-in because it's not, to your point, Mika, do this, do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not us against them. Did you fill out your scorecard? Hiring managers want to if they understand the benefits of it. And Mm -hmm. Johani's done an amazing job of getting that buy-in through the education. Yes, I love hearing that. Give yourself a pat on the back, Johani, honestly. (laughs) Time for a quick break. When we come back, more of my conversation with Jackie and Johani. To keep your best people in today's remote first work environment, you have to stay flexible. That's why remote makes it easy for companies of all sizes to employ global teams. They take care of international payroll, benefits, taxes, stock options, and local compliance, so you can focus less on paperwork and more on growing your business. Remote helps you onboard full-time employees or contractors in countries all over the world in minutes using a simple, easy-to-use platform. Remote also provides the most comprehensive intellectual property protections and data security in the industry to grow your global team with confidence. Building inclusivity and transparency into your recruitment strategy requires intention. That's why they created a comprehensive guide on the inclusive hiring strategies you should start implementing today. Visit the link in the show notes to access the guide and ensure everyone in your recruitment process feels valued. Welcome back, y'all. Let's get into more of my conversation with Jackie McGuire and Johanny Mateo. I really enjoy hearing the work that you're doing. And obviously, this type of work is not easy. And so I would love to hear from both of you if you could share any specific initiatives that you've worked on together and any challenges that you might have had to navigate along the way. Yeah, one of the biggest initiatives that we have at Tacombi as an organization right now is our managing partner program. So this is a program where we are shifting our leadership structure in our taquerias from general managers to managing partners. And it's a very large program. I won't go into too much detail, but essentially involves elevated training and empowerment of the leaders of each taqueria so that they can run and operate much more independently and be much more empowered in their work. From our perspective, we were building out the profile 
to hire a new position that has never been hired that is very different from the industry standard. So we were building out this scorecard of what a great managing partner would be when we hadn't seen it yet. When it was a new concept to not just us, but to the industry overall. So cross-functionally between our leadership team, myself and Johani, our Takaria operations team, coming together to build out this profile while we are simultaneously running taquerias, Mm -hmm. opening new taquerias, running our Vista Hermosa factory, all of these things at once. It's cheesy, but people say building the plane while you're flying it. And that's exactly what we were doing while building this scorecard and trying to hire and iterate on the scorecard was one of the more challenging things I think we've tackled in the last year that we've worked together But it really does come down to being great partners. The way that we've gotten through it is having great partners in our Takaria operations team with the other leaders across the organization to work together and somehow find the time to build the plane, fly it, and somehow rebuild it all at the same time. (laughs) And that's hard to do. (laughs) Yeah, Johani, do you have anything you want to add to that about any of the the challenges that you've come across while working together? One of many. (laughs) But (laughs) I I think that's the the beauty of it is figuring it out. Jackie and I also are tasked with building our team while we're building everyone else's team. Right. And I think a big challenge for us because we are so hospitable and catering and we want to prioritize our teams. Everything is urgent. So a challenge is for us to prioritize ourselves Mm. and not stop the train, but think of ourselves and our team at the same time as, you know, fulfilling other roles or the positions needed in the organization. So We do a great job at keeping each other in check, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I do think that 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 has been challenging for us because we want to do for everyone else. So that that's something that we we're continuously working on. Yeah. And that's that's hard to do. And so while we're talking about, you know, providing and taking care of yourselves and your teams, one thing I want to discuss very quickly is employee benefits. And so, you know, hiring is not just about getting people through the door. It's about getting them to stay. (laughs) And so I would love to hear from both of you. Jackie, if you want to share, how is Tacombe thinking about employee benefits as it relates to DE&I specifically? Yes, that's a great question. I don't know that People often think about those two things together. Mm. But if you think of your benefits as a set of experiences that your employees are going to have that are going to keep them engaged in their work, that should be directly related to the employees and the team members that you want to keep engaged in their work. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to think about our set of benefits specifically through what will help us not just hire, but to your point, Mika, engage and keep and retain a diverse workplace. So that's things like the hospitality industry is not known for having great time off. It is not known for having paid parental leave at all in many cases. And when it is present, paid parental leave tends to be very limited. The accumulation of no PTO aside from what's required by the state, 
no paid parental leave aside from what's required by the state, disparate pay scales without structured compensation. Mm. The combination of all of those things are very discouraging to women in the workforce. And I should be a little bit more broad, very discouraging to parents in the workforce. It is incredibly challenging to balance managing a restaurant and something that is not a Monday to Friday, nine to five job and balancing a family and personal responsibilities. For years, I think that it was seen as you can have a personal life or you can run a restaurant or run a hotel and work in hospitality. What we're trying to think of is how can we balance our benefits so that you can do both, so that we're not excluding parents and we're not excluding women. For me, this is very personal. I managed restaurants for many years, and I ultimately left the industry because I could not find the balance that was necessary for me to sustain any form of a normal personal and family life. Now that I am full circle and back in the industry, but on the HR side, not on the operation side, I'm trying to make a difference in that by launching more generous paid time off plans, by working very hard to hopefully at the start of next year be launching a parental leave program that will be game-changing for the industry, right? Something that will be very different for what we normally see in the industry. And hopefully the accumulation of these things will open our doors to being able to not just hire a diverse workforce, but retain the diverse workforce by having this wonderful industry that so many people love actually enabling them to stay in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love hearing that. And so before we wrap up, because we are closing out on our time, I would love to ask both of you just one final question. If listeners could take away just one key piece of advice, and that could be about DE&I hiring or about being a great talent maker, what would that be? I would say getting the buy-in. I think that is huge because everyone in Tacombe knows that they have to put on their recruiter hat. Mm. And once that happens, it's not just the talent team. It's everyone always. One of my district managers hired an, their Uber driver. Mm. And it's part of their DNA. It's part of what they're always looking for, providing someone with an opportunity with us from all walks of life. So that's Getting the buy-in will make sure that everyone is always looking out for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I love hearing that. And Jackie, what about you? To layer on top of what Johani just shared, part of being a great talent maker is being a great talent partner. Mm. Something that Johani and I actually were speaking about earlier today is the concept of you attract more flies with honey. Mm. And I think in the unhealthy sense, that could mean smile and nod and just go along with what people say. Not what I mean. In the healthy sense, it's being a great partner, listening to people, asking questions, being curious. And if you are a great partner to your hiring managers, you get more buy-in, you get more done. And at the end of the day, you hire a better workforce, a better team of people who can collaborate together because it starts with a great partnership between the hiring manager and the recruiter. 
Yeah, that's excellent advice. And I feel like our listeners are going to have so much to take away from this conversation. That mantra of catching more flies with honey is something that I like to live by as well. Honey is also delicious. So (laughs) I want to say thank you so much to both of you for joining the conversation today. And yeah, I, I can't wait for people to listen to it. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for having us, Mika. Yay. Time for tacos? Time for tacos. <laughs> thank you so much, Jackie and Johani, for this inspiring conversation. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen if you like this episode. If you didn't, don't worry about it. Learn about how Greenhouse promotes inclusivity and embraces diverse perspectives in our product, culture, and our community by visiting us at greenhouse.io forward slash belonging. Special thanks to our production partner, Wonder Media Network, their producer, Alana Herlins, and production assistants, Sarah Schleed and Lila Watts. And another shout out to our Greenhouse producer, Marnie Williams. Until next time, 